and welcome back. Another edition of the Los Ponies podcast. As Siri activates because I said that. But uh, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, we're deep into the nice, cushy, luxurious studios of the Los Ponies podcast here in Los Alamitos Racecourse. High up top, the grandstand. Curtis, oh, that, that All-American P30 just made all my month. All my, as a matter of fact, all my season at Reed Russell. That one horse made it pay. Uh, that was a huge pick. I was a little worried I had Mr. Riptide down along the rail, but your pick, Mr. Jess Jenkins, on top there, 13 to 1. So obviously you didn't put like a thousand on him, right? <laughs> the banker miner didn't, didn't let that transaction up into the high digits, <laughs> but still, I made some money. I figured maybe you just couldn't hit deposit anymore <laughs> on your TVG oh, that was app. It. They just they said enough you know is what, enough. Call you, the number. You know when they have a, a monthly deposit limit? Yes. I had to go down to the window downstairs and put it <laughs> in the cash. The old fashioned yeah, way. Yeah, that's it. I, they, they just wouldn't let me. Well, I was having such a uh, such a terrible uh, redosa season, but that capped it off in a good way. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Just Jenkins. I didn't know. Um, that he was gelded prior to the the oh, trials because no. we were hyping it up about like buying into him remember because yep. i was like this is gonna be a stallion maker yep and and i i guess i came out afterwards and and then boom you just take him off the guys uh, just reeled off two wins and wins the biggest uh the biggest race in the sport the three million dollar all-american there what was the winner's share there 500 grand there you go the, oh no i'm sorry a million yeah, five hundred. yeah what am i talking about <laughs> Yeah, I'm, how'd you like to run second for, for 450000 But, yeah, anyway, uh, Marcos Carrizales, mm-hmm. who uh, he has been out here at uh, Los Angeles before. He came for the challenge uh, a year ago there with, uh, with Mia Moore. Secreto. Secre- yeah, Secreto. That, that came out and ran a nice second. That was a heartbreaker uh, that it I was. needed to win. But you got the money. I, I, I ran second. Uh, I thought it was a valiant effort there by Mr. Riptide, but our exact there. 48 bucks cold for a, for a one dollar play now uh backtracking it towards the derby another big upset there uh from post number two yeah we had rusty's miracle there trained by fred danley uh went off almost 17 to one there yep. and uh had to snap our our local connection paul mm-hmm. just macho corona who uh paul he stopped taking horses over to rio Dos. yes and so uh, you know like he took he removed his his barn from over yeah there. completely yeah. And he used to have you know he used to train for, out for rd hubbard and i believe he had his training center out there and uh he closed it up uh he didn't like the way they were playing over there uh, obviously last week we talked a ton about how they're trying to clean everything up at riadoso but he still took uh, just macho corona over there and valued Tyrannic second huge. there from the outside yeah i talked about it on the quarters that uh you know one of the local connections paul jones ramon sanchez that went up there they ran a big big effort there and they're really missing in the Derby. So that was, that was your top two. Um, who finished third? It was Valiant Tiberius, but uh, he got DQ'd. Mm-hmm. So uh, Flying Cowboy moved up, who I thought, you know, we, we speculated yeah. that he'd be scratched. And this was kind of goes into my Mr. Riptide uh, theory that I, I didn't think he would do well because the inside uh, was, was, really, um, was really good during the trials. And then Flying Cowboy drew the outside. And so he went on the big long shot because he drew on the inside. Yeah. Well, what happens? Here comes the, <laughs> the rain. rain. The there inside part of the puddles. track did bad. There was puddles exactly. on the inside part of the track. And so uh, he, he goes on tools in the sky. Tanner Tedford uh, hops aboard Flying Cowboy and, boom, picks up another big check like he always does, uh, hopping aboard for Ricky's horses. Wow. So that, that was a little bit about the re- – how about an old friend of ours, 
CDS Wine and Dine. Yes, and that was, uh, congrats to Burgard. That was his big pick. He, he really liked that horse. He took the All-American Gold Cup there. He got 84000 for the for the winner's share. And he was at a price, too. Yeah, he went off almost 8 to 1. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he was uh, he was 790 there in the tote, and he beat uh, just tough to be there on the outside. A horse I, I'm always against, but <laughs> it, it's just another one of uh, those horses that's is just a gamer. Yep. And and this was another one. He, he was in the 10 hole, and uh, third there was He's Limitless, who's uh, another hard-knocking horse. But... One I was very upset about. I was giving him one final chance, Holder Hostage. Yep. You know, I was fond of that yeah, horse. Uh -huh. And uh, he, he came back after a little layoff there. And uh, he, he broke like a shot. And I thought, okay, well, He's let's got see a shot, he goes. He couldn't take. He, no. he, he couldn't handle the last 100 yards against no. those horses. So I don't think uh, we're ever going to see the same Holder Hostage again. No. We'll see if he keeps on running or racing. But obviously the now the circuit shifts into... New Mexico Circuit searches Suzia now, or no? Uh, or is it too early? You know, I'm not sure. I, you know, all I have really is a uh, Lone Star on the Lone mind. Star, because uh, I know that's yeah. where a lot of the, these uh, yeah. two-year-olds they'll be going for the Texas uh, Classic Futurity. I, I know that's where Flying Cowboy was pointed after the All American, and he ended up taking that one. Uh, I believe it's a million dollars for that race as well. So. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm, I'm shifting my, my focus towards <laughs> Texas now. Well, we'll have to keep our tabs there, uh, but definitely that was a a good way to end the the season there. I read also gambling wise, uh, that gets me a little bit over the hump. Uh, Los Alamitos this weekend, this week exactly uh, exactly. We're recording this on Friday, uh, immediately after the daytime races conclude. So we have the daytime LA County Fair thoroughbred season underway. They're racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on the first two weeks, and then they're racing Thursday through Sunday on the third week. Uh, calling the races is uh, Chris Griffin, the voice of Sam Houston, and the North County, Northern California Fairs. Not all of them, but the majority of them. I know Michael Rona calls uh, Santa Rosa, but he's calling the races here for the time scene, and Edward is taking about a three-week vacation. Mm -hmm. He comes back strong for that last push. Those big Golden State, uh, Golden State Million Futurity, the, uh, the Deuce, the champion of champions, that big push. He'll be back there. He'll be back here in a couple of, uh, in a few weeks there. While he's gone, I'm taking over the duties for the race analysis comments for the nightlines. So I'll be doing those. And if you're, if you have the, the, the daily racing form, you might see him there. Depending on the deadline, deadline of the printing of the RF, uh, they might make it, they might not. Uh, but check out for those. And uh, I can't believe. Ed Burgard is actually retiring. Yeah, that's uh, it, we we always talk about it that we never thought he would retire. We thought he would just keep going, and uh, and still, even when he announced it, yeah. I think we all just kind of were like, okay, okay yeah, 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 sure, he, yeah, sure. yeah, he's gonna retire. And then now it's really coming down to the the final months here. He he's get, goes on vacation here, and uh, I I hadn't uh, yet to get the chance to meet Chris Griffin and. I've I've uh, watched a lot of Sam Houston, yeah, and uh, him and Trey Styles, uh, yeah. the little track handicapper. They're they're quite the pair, but uh, I think he's a pretty good race caller, and uh, I'll be excited to to meet him here in a, in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, the the days are winding down with our Burgard time. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can uh, maybe maybe over the next couple of weeks, maybe you can track down Chris Griffin for a podcast appearance. Oh, I'm sure. I'll get to work on that. And I was surprised to know that he was. I guess he grew up in. Southern California, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even know that. So we'll, look, if I can track him, I'll get him. Yeah. Right? So maybe we can we pull can, some strings. Yes, yeah, so I'll pull some strings <laughs> and we can 
we can knock on the door upstairs, see if we can find them, and uh, maybe get in the pod either next week or the week after that. But that's a little bit about what is happening here at Los Alamitos. And, of course, we got the PCHRA treaty trials in a couple of weeks and then the sell in, uh, in two weeks after that. So looking forward to the next couple of weeks here at Los Alamitos. I feel like I'm starting to get a cold. It's a bad time to get a cold. I need to get get back back in business. So uh, we're going to look at Saturday's program. And right off the bat, on the night lines in the front of the page, yes, the Alba saddles his first quarter horse in the planned handicap. Yeah, that was another thing we had talked about. Like We thought Caesar would pop, uh, pop up with a few more quarter horse runners, but yeah. he'd just mainly been dabbling in the thoroughbred business. But a couple of horses have shipped in, uh, some intermountain horses, and uh, Caesar's going to pick a few up. I wonder if he's going to be active at the Los Alamitos Equine so He'll definitely be there. He'll be there. He'll definitely be there. It just depends on uh, the clients he's gotten so far, which he's got a ton of connections. I don't think that'll be a problem at all for Caesar to get people. That reminds me, how we how can we not recap B.H. Lisa's boy? Oh, yeah. A horse that Caesar had previously ran into a lot of big races. Uh, he takes uh, the big stakes there, the gray one, go, man, go. Stellar Field, and to me, when I seen him break that good, the race was over. I think yeah. that might have been the best he's ever breaking. Excuse me. And when he broke like that, he was going to be tough to pass because you know he's he likes to battle. And of course, we thought maybe 400 was a bit shorter than his optimal 440. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he broke like that, he was going to be tough to catch. Yeah, Oscar has just ridden this horse amazing so far. I think he's two uh, two seconds, two wins aboard yeah. this horse, and so. Obviously, we know now that Oscar's capable. He, yeah. you know, they, Hoberg gave him a chance to climb aboard this horse, and uh, he just shot out of there. Him and uh, Katie's easy moves again. They yes. were they were just dueling all the way, but that late kick of BH Lisa's boy proved a little too tough in the end. Was that your top selection? Top selection. Look at I you. couldn't believe we got seven Look to one. You. Look at on you. BH Lisa. I was like, I thought when I got four to one that Burgart was just handing out gifts. <laughs> like, when are you ever gonna see that for BH Lisa's boy? But yeah, that was uh that was pretty good. Floated up a little, so uh, we we got a little extra money on the line. Nice selection, my friend. But we agreed that going into that race, it was going to be all about the break. Mm-hmm. Because you had six, seven, eight legitimate contenders that you can see winning. Yeah. So whoever's going to break better, the other horses are good. But you're not going to be able to really run down some of these good horses with, with a sole, you know, kind of subpar starts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like we said, with the way that BH Lisa's uh, boy broke was just you know absolutely incredible the, the way that he doesn't really get out of the gate too well uh, yeah. a, a lot of the times and he just shot out of there with katie's easy moves but you know he was right there with he looks hot and uh, tarzan you know they're, they're all right there so you know all the all the major players were right there i was saying that i didn't know if some of these horses were uh, able to go uh, below 1960 yes but it's like i'm looking here at the chart yes. and Let's see, Tarzanito. So your top four went under 196. Tarzanito checked in at 1954. So, and then a Cartel was still on the outside at 66. So that was kind of the disappointing one. I thought um, I really didn't like the outside post, yeah. which uh, I think you guys brought up again on, on air um, that uh, Mark Skeen said this horse likes to be drawn in between horses. But all in all, uh, I think a lot of a lot of the big horses showed up that night and. Uh, just happy to see B.H. Lisa's boy get a 
most likely getting another spot in the most champion likely, champions. Most likely, yes. That's, that's what it appears. So, uh, speaking of champion of champions, the next race that holds a berth coming up uh, soon here, Los Alamos, is... Uh, Millie Vessels. Yes. That's going to be... I, I looked a little bit uh, ago, and it, I believe it said September 22nd. So, coming up in a couple weeks there, but... Uh, so far, all we have left is Millie Vessels, Super Derby, and then uh, the final berth will be in the B of A Challenge race there back at Albuquerque. So as of now, we got Zooming for Spuds from the Winter Championship, Political Attraction from the Remington Park Championship, Katie's Easy Moves in the Vessels Maturity, uh, the Go Man Go just by was BH Lisa's Boy, uh, not a definite berth, but like we said, most likely, and uh, this weekend, All-American Derby winner, Rusty's Miracle. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if political attraction and Rusty's miracle come out. I, I'm probably sure at least one of those will revert to the yeah, Z Wayne. And we'll see. Uh, Z Wayne trials will be the last last step there uh, for our hopes to get in. I'm just hoping some of these very good thrills we've seen this year can find their way somehow into the championship champions. Yeah, uh, I think uh, who we talked about just Macho Corona. I, I'm pretty sure Paul will be bringing him back yeah. out here. Um, and maybe. Uh, well, I'm not quite sure if uh, Rusty's Miracle turns it down. Does Can it, he get it? Yeah, Ooh, would, uh, would just Macho Corona uh, get the berth? But uh, that's one we'll have to ask Professor. Um, but another one on All-American uh, Weekend was Danger, won the Constellation race. Another old friend of ours. Yeah, who uh, I, I believe they said is late paid into the Super Derby. And uh, yeah, like we said, that'll hold uh, another berth into the champion of champions so uh, i think we'll see a, a few uh, a few big names come out here that's 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 big hopefully uh the action begins to heat up as it always does here in the last few second half of the year los alamitos but for this edition of the podcast we're going to take a look at saturday's program here at los al we got we said like we said eight races tonight the featured event is going to be the plan overnight handicap 350 uh, yards for the two-year-olds and these are the races where we're starting to see some of those out-of-state invaders from, uh, you mm -hmm. know, the Intermountain region. So we'll take a look at that as race number eight. Let's begin with the front of the program. And uh, we're going to go 870 yards. And this time, in this event, Curtis, we actually have two quarter horses. Two quarter horses competing here in this field of six. Who'd you pick? Yeah, that uh, really changed my handicapping because... I saw JB Gray Dawn uh, work under the lights yes. there on August 17th, and I, I thought uh, that horse was moving pretty well. But with the speedy Lone Shark there on the outside, made dual JB Gray Dawn a little too much. So I'm going to go down along the inside, bottle rocket, talk about Hazy Sharanga, just, I mean, running with his eyeballs out right now. Uh, he's hitting a 37% for 870s. He claims this one off Angie after it closed well last time to only lose by half a length. I think this horse can sit a nice tracking trip behind the four and the six. Hopefully the, the six duels JB Gray Dawn to Tire Little and Lone Sharky. I don't like the outside for that horse. This horse has been blowing the turn, <laughs> so who knows? He, he might wind up on the set with you. Uh, so I'm going to go down to the inside with Bottle Rocket. Curtis, when Lone Sharky hits the top of the stretch, I'm going to hold on to that neck because he's going to be running close to my set. <laughs> I don't care. I'm riding with Lone Sharky. Really? One more time. Last chance. Last chance I'm giving Lone Sharky. Okay. I think drawing the outside uh, could allow this horse to... Maybe Cesar Franco decides to keep him wide and then kind of bank that turn, hopefully. Instead of like... Because he's been drawing the inside post, the rail, and the three post. And both times he's been so close... 
that he begins to immediately drift out because of his speed, and he, he just can't take that turn. We'll see. Hopefully, Cesar Franco decides to keep him wide and hopefully take the turn just a little better than what he's done the last couple of times. So one more try for Lone Sharky. <laughs> I'll take Conejos, the three, or Jose Puentes and Francisco Orduña Rojas as the second choice, and that's just based on the third place finish two starts back behind uh, Kenny Benny and Chang Yukarmi. I mean, those two horses would be very, very big favorites in a field like this. I agree. Uh, so uh, just based on what the three has been running against, I'll pick him for second. And then for third, I'll go with the other quarter horse, J.B. Gray Don, who uh, has shown uh, competitiveness going 330, 350, and just has the body to see that this one can go 870. And you see the damn side, uh, the stamina on the third red of damn side, Skyline Don 2 there. So six, three, four for me here in race number one. Yeah, I'm going to go one on top. Going to go to J.B. Gray Don for a second there. Uh, I've always thought this horse needed to stretch out. He was always finishing before. And really, I think this race is written for him. Uh, I mean, it's a $16,000 870 claimer, yes. while all the rest of these thoroughbreds are, are 3,200 claimers, really, 6,250. So I think uh, Paul got the right race for this horse, uh, a non-winners of an 870 claiming 16,000, which I think will protect him a little. And I like that he's drawn inside the six, even though he's going to have to go with them early. And then I'm going to go to the three, Conejos. Again, I, I like this thoroughbred to pretty much set about the same uh, trip as Bottle Rocket. I think they're going to be chasing the top pair and uh, closing in the stretch. By the way, when's the last time we saw a 16,870 claimer? Uh, that's what I, I mean. When I saw this and I'm looking, I'm like, why is this a $16,000 race? Like, Bottle Rocket claimed for 32, yeah. the two claimed for 32, Conejo 6250. I get to JB Gray down. Claiming 16,000 yeah. the last two, oh, last three times. It you see it all down there, so. I think uh, I think it's for this horse. And also Lone Sharky. Lone Sharky has never been below this claiming tank. Oh, yes, that's true. Right? He's been for 16, but nothing lower than that. Yeah, so that's. I think it's just a, a kind of a protected race for these quarter horses. We'll see. All right, 64 for me. One, four, three. Race number two. We're going 300 yards in this quarter horse event. Usually I'm, I'm kind of used to now seeing uh, maybe around the hook races complete the early pick four, but not tonight. Race number two. We're going 300 yards for the maiden claimers. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, got a lock of the night for me. Bright and early, bright and early. Who are we going with? On this Saturday evening. Curtis, I don't usually do this. But when I do this, I really like a horse. Mm -hmm. I'm picking the morning night favorite, but he's 5-2. It's not like he's 6-5, 9-5, even money. 5-2, kick it, Papa Joe here. It's going to be my lock of the night. All right. Christopher Adele and Adrano Nicasio. Yes. It does scare me that it says fractious and off slow <laughs> and in two of those four starts. But one of them was against a trial. The other two has been made in 16s. And second time out, he looked pretty good. Uh, finishing second behind favorite Foos. And if you look up and down this field, there's not a lot of horses that like to break. So this is going to be a total grab bag. I don't really love anyone else in this field. Mm -hmm. I don't project uh, any kind of big, big improvement from anyone i think we kind of see what they could be other than the three was a little bit interesting maybe out of five to one but to me at the five breaks he wins give me kip kip papa joe as the lock of the night i agree the five does look very dangerous cuts the the claiming price there in half goes down to eight thousand for chris odell i know just uh once you see cattail cove in the form that, that's what gets you right it, it, it ran yes. against cattail cove two back so 
obviously flatters the form a little, even though uh, he's just had trouble all the way throughout there. I think uh, is well spotted here for Chris Odell. They're just trying to drop it and get this horse a win. I'm going to pick him for third. I'm going to go to the horse you just mentioned. She runs by you. One of uh, two horses out of run by you uh, yeah. for all, one all on tonight. And I'm just going with what you said. I think we've seen kind of what these other horses have. And last time we saw She Runs By You, it was in a fraternity trials and got fractious and stumbled at the start against Chaito Cartel, Corona required. So didn't have any chance really in, in that race. Uh, they bring her back after a layoff and they put her in for 8,000. I think it was realistically spotted. Um, the, the gate work was handily there on August 20th. It wasn't from the gate, so um, I'm not too thrilled about that. But I think uh, it can have every right to move forward at 5-1. to one. Then I'm going to go to the one horse, Tricky, who I believe you said is uh, Chris Wade's big play. I think that uh, is Chris on, Wade's uh, play of the night. Yeah, on uh, on Saturday night. And oh, By the way, we're recording, oh we're, we're recording the Los Ponies podcast. Like <laughs> hold on, hold on, come on back in. Because we just talked about you. This is Chris Griffin. Please, pleasure to meet you. So, uh, I'm Curtis. W- welcome to the live. Yes. Welcome to the live recording <laughs> of the Los Twenties podcast. We talked about you. I was like, if I can track down Chris Griffin, I'll invite him to the podcast either next week or the week after that yes. because he'll be here for for three weeks. So, uh, welcome to Los Al. Thank you. How was your first day? Awesome. Living the dream. That's it, right? It, so cool. you, we, we were just talking. You're a Southern California native. Yeah, Santa Monica, born and raised. There you go. Yeah. I used to come to the LA County Fair and. Uh-oh. Taking the mic. We're live, yeah. baby. We're live. So now, so forget next week. We we can do an impromptu <laughs> ten minute interview. Right so Chris Griffin, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Santa Monica native. Yeah. But uh, you're the regular caller of Sam Houston now. Yep. Northern California Affairs. Yep. Uh, majority of them. Yep. Um, so how's it, uh, you know, to come a little bit full circle and now find yourself in Cypress, California? Not too far away from Santa Monica. Yeah, pretty wild that five years ago, my now wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, we came to Los Al in 2014. It was Los Al Futurity Day. And I just popped up to the booth. I was working with the Globetrotters at the time, and I went up there and talked to Frank, uh, Frank Miramati. He was yeah. calling the races at the time here, uh, Thoroughbred Meat. And I went up there, and I just said, what, what would it take to call a race? Yeah. And uh, he said, call a race he said let's get you a job somewhere because yeah. he had heard me call some games yeah. the globetrotters and whatnot and sure enough ferndale gave me a shot and i did the humble county fair and five years later come right back and i get to stand in the same exact booth where that kind of dream became a reality so for a kid that grew up going to the track yeah and seeing my dad take me and yeah. you know uh, bull rings and just being on the socal circuit for me to come back now is it's uh it's hard to kind of put into words so really me and cool. curtis talked about it how uh, you know we kind of grew up coming here to Los Al, you know, growing to the thoroughbred circuit as well, with his dad training thoroughbreds as well. Yeah. But we've always, we, we talked about how before we actually officially met each other, we we shared a winner's circle picture. Mm-hmm. We're pretty sure we share a few, uh, actually uh, many. When Agapito, we used to ride a lot for his dad. Yeah. Not only here, but also at uh, LA County Fair at Fairplex. Sure. So we were talking about how that, that small racetrack feel, it just... It just makes you feel more connected to the to the races, to the connections. And you now doing the fair circuit, 
how cool is it to like go to those tracks and see how people race and and just enjoy the the, the racing in a, in a different way yeah it's wild to see how connected we all really are yep. i mean just this humanity but in the horse racing world specifically i mean trainers jockeys people that i took pictures with yeah. now i'm hanging out with them you know i found a picture of me and chris mccarran at bay meadows yeah when i was a super little kid and like i was a fan and now i'm calling guys that raced against him and yeah. i see martin pedroza win a race today and <laughs> yeah. it's like man i was at the track yeah. watching martin yeah, and yeah. you know seeing him ride around the bull rings yeah. and uh and then you talk about how it's connected as far as the california circuit koa wins today in the afternoon at 21 yes. to 1 that was a horse that couldn't break his maiden while we we're calling some of the fair yeah. races up north and now he's just found his way and he's kind of running up to that purchase price i guess a little bit and it's just to watch you guys on tv and see you guys on twitter because we're so connected on twitter yeah. too and social media yeah. has changed the game a lot uh but we are such a tight-knit group as far as horse racing. That's why I love and I'm passionate about it. I did the Globetrotter thing and drag racing. That's connected, too. Yeah. But here is where I feel like I'm home. Yeah. So uh, speaking about your background, are you still doing some of that outside work when no, you're not calling? I, I've, I've dedicated full-time to, mm -hmm. to horse racing. When I got the Sam Houston job, that yeah. was just a, a real blessing. And for me to call 10 months out of the year, mm -hmm. that's right where I want to be. So yeah. the fact that as a track announcer i'm able to do that i'm lucky i'm fortunate five years in yeah. and i'm learning from a lot of these greats you know yeah. and i get an opportunity for three weeks to hang out with you guys and <laughs> do a podcast and bu bust in on you while you're doing a live live show and uh i'm excited double headers man afternoon oh, and nighttime oh, i look yeah, forward to it you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be busy busy for yeah. sure uh how's uh we talked about how we met our our our, our now wives at the racetrack yeah. right uh having someone that understands what you do yeah especially horse racing yeah because we're working nights every weekend sure. i'm missing bedtimes i'm missing weddings i'm missing parties i'm missing, missing get-togethers so having someone that understands what kind of work you do it's got to be a big deal right massive sacrifice yeah i mean she's she's made huge sacrifices for me to be able to do this um she loves coming to the track and hanging out she's not a big better but you know more and more she's starting to get into it yeah. uh, but she's not putting together you know pick six <laughs> tickets down there with all her f friends when yeah. she brings them out honey the i track. got an eight to one single today <laughs> exactly get right yeah. she's like man i really <laughs> like the feeling yeah. the speed and fade and this I just gonna bounce oh, today let me screen. tell you about it run off the screen <laughs> uh no she's more into the social aspect yeah, and when friends sure. can come out and she's met a lot of people made a lot of connections but she's really into dogs and we save dogs and rescue dogs so yeah. she's passionate about that and the fact that she can do that while she's coming out to see me and she actually just flew out this morning nice. um so we got to spend some time we drove out here from illinois i live in illinois okay. um but yeah we drove out here and and got to see the country a little bit yeah. and then she knew when i woke up this morning she was like hey, I, I could tell you're like <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're in announcer mode yeah, now yeah, yeah. we're going to the airport so 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 for the lesson is viewing when uh what's the what's the circuit taking out like what's your schedule like uh no after this mm -hmm. what's up what's after los Angeles? big fresno fair that'll yes. be kicking off in october and that'll round out the northern california fair season and then talking about wives i, I promised my wife i wouldn't take a job in november and december <laughs> so for right now yeah. uh i'm three to five that i'm going to be uh, taking november <laughs> and december off uh hoping that i can sneak out for the breeders cup maybe uh and come out west and just kind of enjoy and watch some races but uh yeah i'll take that time off and then i head back to sam houston we've already talked 
talked and had discussions, and yeah. I'll be back there and looking for your tweets. Uh, obviously, uh, on me and the, Curtis, uh, we, we gamble. Uh, we gamble. Oh, we gamble. <laughs> we have like this, this uh, DMs or these texts going yeah. about these Sam Houston Mondays. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, we'll and I'm sure we'll get to know each other more and more. And now oh, we can get oh, yeah, you know yeah. all the. Uh, I thought you would bring Trey Styles out. Oh boy, <laughs> Trey. He's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, Trey Styles. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna call him Hall of Famer, Trey Styles. No, he's had a lot of fun. He's really getting into it and we uh we put a microphone in front of him now okay so he does the tournaments and then it's funny because he was talking because he was trying to qualify and he just qualified yeah. for nhc but he was kind of getting nervous because he's got that consecutive streak going where he qualifies yeah. and he's just such a good handicapper he comes with so many notes and so many stats just like you guys do i mean it's it just it as an announcer i'm i'm blown away by the work and input and the fact that you can do 18 different things and then you can pull <laughs> it together and sit up on set it, it's it's cool i respect it a lot that was one one thing about him i i saw his picks and i was like wait a second this guy is this he, nhc he, guy he's following it this guy's pretty good and yeah then, uh one of my buddies uh george who, who also qualifies for the nhc and all that i said do you know who trey styles is this guy is sam houston for yes yeah, trey styles yeah he's a 19-time qualifier hall of fame yeah guy. yeah I was like, oh i don't I just see him. I'm like, he's killing all my prices. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and we started a simulcast show this past season, and so when he would sit up there with me, I started getting into the habit. I would let him say all the stats first yeah. because I would always be giving out like a four-to-one shot, and I'd be like, I love this first-time starter. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he'd be like, well, let me give you a stat. Uh, yeah. That trainer is one for his last 800 <laughs> yeah, in this yeah, spot. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. All right, well. Commercial break. We'll be back soon. <laughs> I'm going to try and find a program, some changes, but uh, I look forward to it. Okay. I look forward no, to hanging for out sure. with you guys so, and talking. And uh, this was in. an impromptu uh, stop in, yeah. but uh, why don't we bring you back for a lengthy, more in-depth okay. talk, maybe in, in a couple of weeks, the, okay. the last weekend of the Turbo season. Whatever you guys need, I'm happy to do it. All right, I'll, I'll be in touch. Then. Team cheese or no cheese. Right, we'll, we'll, talk no that. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that one. Yeah, we have a lot of talk about my friend. Cheers, guys. Enjoy. All right. That was a uh, that was a nice stop in there by uh, Chris Griffin. You speak of the devil and he appears right there. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> so uh, just when we say we we wanted to track him down, he just walks into the studio. Perfect timing, right? Perfect. That's perfect. the production on hey, the Los Ponies podcast, look, right there. Like we pull some strings and things happen. <laughs> that's all I can say. Uh, getting back to race number two, lock of the night for me, Cape Park, but Joe. Five two one. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, three one five. I don't know where we are after that, but uh, <laughs> we'll just say that. All right, race number three. <laughs> we'll flip the page there. Uh, uh, that was nice to meet uh, Chris Griffin there for a bit. Uh, we'll talk to him a little bit longer, maybe in a in a week or two. Uh, race number three, three hundred yards, made in claiming for a tag of four thousand. Pretty interesting race. Field of seven. I could see uh, the race going a number of different ways here. Who'd you pick? I'm, I'm gonna land on the four strong like bull, but. I mean, besides him, I think it's a pretty wide open race. Um, if anything happens to him at the start, uh, I, I don't really know uh, who I have a strong opinion on. I have my top three, but uh, after him, I think it looks wide open. But he looks like uh, to be a major player here. Uh, he's cutting down from 8,000 to 4,000, and uh, he had a nice uh, race in, in May of 2018. Uh, you know, he's making his third start off a layoff here. But uh, he did run third by neck behind BF Farmhand, uh, was vanned off in that race. But he's going to be making his third start off the layoff, and, and I think in this group he looks tough. And we have a n- number of horses that have – actually, all of these runners have never run for this lower 4,000-hour tag. So they're all really searching for that win. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the five here, Anastasia Bono, uh, one of the most lightly raised runners in this field. Had been running against straight men in, in Northern California, second men in Santa Rosa. Uh 
it's going to be a different experience because he is uh, he is racing under the lights for the first time and first time here with the track. But I thought it was a better than look effort in fourth last time out. And anytime you get the Northern California rider to ship down to ride, that means they're entered live. Yeah. Usually they like the chances. So Jesus Arrega in for, to ride the five, a picker on top. Strong like bull, the deserving favorite. That uh, third place finish three starts back. That's good enough to be very, very competitive. Even the effort last time out. This one tired in the last final yards. But cutting back to 300 yards, he's going to be right there if he repeats an effort like the one he did last time out. And for third, I'll go to the seven at a better price. What about Dingy here? Mike Castleman, Cesar Franco, 62 uh, 50 last time out. Finished fifth, but that was the first start since September of 2018. So, second time out, Mike Castleman, outside draw, could be live. So, five, four, seven for me here in race number three. Yeah, I'm going four on top. And then I'm going to go to the two. Uh, Venasuki here for Paul Jones. Uh, last time out, there's no response from the outside at 62.50. Drops down to 4,000. Uh, I'm just going to base it off this race. Two back there for Maiden 5. Just uh, finished second by a, a length and a half behind winning for success. And then I'm going to go to the 5, Anastasia's Bono, who uh, went 15.36. That's uh, a blazing time down here uh, for Los Al. Uh, but just the, the form for the Northern Fair Circuit can be kind of tricky mm -hmm. when they come down here. But... Uh, just off the trouble line, checked briefly mid-stretch and was still uh, close up early. Uh, I think this horse has a big chance, especially, like you said, with uh, some of the connections coming down. So I'll go 4-2-5. right, race number four, the payoff leg of the early pick four. And I'm going to go, uh, excuse me, yeah, the race number four, 110 yards in this spot. <laughs> Very tricky race to close out the early pick four. I didn't know what to make in the race. I, <laughs> I, I, I probably changed my topic maybe twice or three times. Mm -hmm. But eventually, I landed on a horse that I think you're going to land at as well. Who did you pick? Went to the three. All right, no, no. A okay. political B girl. My second choice. Okay. Uh, I watched the work for the four, A political troubadour, and uh, I, I think this horse is better than uh, a maiden 110 yards. So I think this horse was, is possibly, uh, possibly going to be scratched, and I think Alamon entered it for A political B girl, who uh, is quick from the gate. Uh, can't really finish at 300 yards, so I think cutting back to 110 uh, suits us fairly nicely. You're going for the big cutback there, great <laughs> political big girl. That's my, that's exactly what I think she's gonna benefit mainly because of the cutback. Uh, but I landed on the two after much run around. Uh, you know, Paul Jones, Carlos Huerta, you know, finished third last time out. Three stars back was second behind Silk and who came back to run last week, if I remember correctly. That was, uh, that was my lock of the yeah, night. It was. Second to uh, uh, Forgot the Rose. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so I'll go two, three, and then the four, eight political troubadour. That was a pretty solid 1230 throw. Uh, this is straight maidens, so I don't know if he'll, if he'll run or not. But we'll have to wait and see. So, mm -hmm. two, three, four for me here in race number four. Yeah, going three on top, going to the two. Oh, yes, I can. Uh, pretty much the same sentiments as a political B-girl. Another uh, sharp-breaking filly uh, who can get involved early but just hasn't been finishing at 300. Uh, I think she looks tough as well. Then I'm going to go to the one. Toby James here from Monte Rosa uh, has broken nicely and, and most of the starts has been involved early and cuts back again from 350 and 300 to 110 yards so i'm going all inside i'm going three two one all right that is a 110 yard dash to close out the early pick four race number five 300 yards maidens straight maidens here once again we got a field of six a couple of contenders drawn towards the outside of the gate here who did you pick 
Going to the six, long-time favorite here for Flores and Oscar aboard. Uh, has run two solid races here and uh, draws outside again. Uh, lost by uh, Pamey in front last time by half a length after being up. And uh, best yet, uh, an all-red runner who I, I think is pretty good. Uh, went 15.61 in there. Uh, I think that's a pretty sharp time. So uh, if this horse improves any part on that, and uh, I do like, you know, weakened a little bit last time at 350, uh, drops 20 yards here and uh, gets a good post. So we agree. The favorite there towards the outside, long-time favorite, uh, mainly because this one has been breaking well and now drawing the outside could benefit for sure. Uh, Oscar Andrade Jr., like we talked about, riding very, very well. And then I'll go all the way to the inside. So I'm going outside and inside. Kay. The one Minnie's favorite. Yes, this one was a... Was this one a field lock of the night last time I had? I think it was. It was. Uh, we'll see. Armando Eddie couldn't get you home. <laughs> Eddie couldn't get me home. But Armando Cervantes has been riding pretty well with the limited mounts here. Yes. Uh, we get Valentin Zamudio. You know how I like those Chalala and apolitical bloodlines. Yeah. I mean, I just... I, They've been I'm good pretty sure you're sponsored by them, I right? I mean, I, I can't. I mean, <laughs> if I ever become an owner, it better be an apolitical just bloodline somewhere, somehow. Yes. It has to be. I'll be disappointed in myself if, yeah. I, if, it's, if it's not that. But, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be my second choice. Armando Cervantes, Cervantes picks up the mound. And for third, another nicely bred filly uh, by Fira Cartel out of Chick's Tell. Uh, that's been a very good mare for Martha Wells. I don't think we've seen the best of this filly just yet. She was a uh, favorite on debut, finishing fourth. Then she ran into that pit bull, that very, very impressive pit bull. And then last time out, ran against that stakes event on California Breeders' Champions Night. Now she's finally in a field where let's see what she's got back against Maidens, right? So six, one, three for me here in race number five. Yeah, I'm going six on top, and then to the three favorite chick uh, for Mimi and Matt here. Uh, that's a combination I love. Matt Fails and Gaska. Uh, like I said, I don't think we've seen... Uh, the best out of this uh, well-bred filly uh, from that good family of, of uh, Martha's breeding operation. Then I'm going to go to the five, Kiss Fast Zoom for Monia Rosa. Um, finished nicely in the trial uh, after stumbling, only lost uh, by a neck there. It, it came back and was forced in and, and had to steady near the eighth pole there in the final to giving freely. I don't think anyone, uh, I don't think we thought anyone was going to beat him that night. So I, I think it's just drawn uh, back in here and uh, drawn next to longtime favorite, I, I think will help as well. All right, that is race number five. Race number six, the final pick three of the night. Field of six for the conditional claiming tag of 62.50. The one is not entered to be tagged because of that big, long layoff. But, Curtis, who would you like here in race number six? We'd probably land on the same one. I'm going to go to the two, Mr. Yes. Captain America. Uh -huh. uh, I think for anyone that uh, follows uh, Los Sal, this is kind of a horse that uh, you always wanted to get and uh, just always ran into trouble there, and uh, they just got rid of it last time. And, it, you know, there was down by two lengths early finished uh, well to only lose by half a length there mm -hmm. uh, against Country Fun and uh, back on track there who came back to win. Uh, the Veramontes clan uh, claims it here. Uh, connections I, I really like to play. They don't step it up. They just put it right yes. back in for 62.50. So I don't think they're messing around. Uh, they're just trying to get their money back and uh, looks uh, well spotted here for the first time off the claim. Uh, I agree. And this is, I would imagine there was a pretty good shake for this one last time out at that price of 62.50. But I like when the connections just bring them back at the same price, right? Yeah. They're going to be the favorites like they are, 8 to 5, most likely if you run that good. And then on top of that, you're the favorite to take down the $4,000 first, right? So if somebody wants to claim them, hey, you make your money back. You're probably, you know, if, if you finish second or third, you'll, 
you'll probably break even because of the taxes that you paid first time out and mm -hmm. whatever you had to train in in between. But look, your favorite to take down the purse, which you'll get about four grand and something, and then you'll get your money back. That's that's business, right? Yeah. So this one is entering in a good spot. For second, I'll go to the one Hollywood cartel off the layout for Ricardo Guillen and owner Carlos Octavio Alvarez Jr. Uh, 12 door, that 1230 drill was pretty solid for this level. I like the energy. Obviously, the layoff is a concern, and the inside post is also a little bit of a question mark. But I like what I saw in the drill. I think this one could be ready to go. And obviously, being protected in a spot where this one can be claimed is always a good thing as well. So 2-1, and then the 6 high on Corona on the outside, who uh, finished second best there uh, behind the runaway winner, Oliver, Oliver Sweet Princess. And then two starts back, finished second at Santa Rosa there at 15 to 1 in that, uh, in that stakes. So high in Corona with the outside draw could be finishing late under Armando Cervantes. So 2 1 6 for me here in race 6. Yeah, I like the 6 uh, for second there, high on Corona, uh, for everything you just mentioned. I'll finish uh, the 3 last time out and, and draws outside. And then I'm going to go to the 3, uh, Cash Icon. Uh, you know, just uh, lost a high on Corona, like uh, we just yeah. said. So uh, I think in this race, uh, I'm probably going to end up singling Mr. Captain America just based off uh, the potential to improve off the claim. I, I think that's going to be a big play for me in, in a pick four or something. That's that's definitely going to be a very interesting race. Race number seven, there's two races left. You know what time it is? The late Daily Double! We got a very nice Late Daily Double here at the night on Saturday. Yes. Because this is a nice... It's basically two stakes race. For sure. This could be a, a nice two-year-old stakes in, yes. in race number seven. Two of my favorites shake off here in race number seven. How and much did it did it uh, pain your heart? Uh, did you, did this, you have to take like a, this, uh, like a Tums while uh, you were going I mean, through I this just, race? If, if, I could, if I could like play two horses for the same spot this would be it. yeah because if there was two two-year-olds that i kind of touted as horses to watch it was these two yep up and adam and five bar jackpot before they ever made their debuts i like what i saw uh from them up and adam finally clicked last time out at 1547 and then five bar jackpot who was my lock of the night on debut got the job done despite trouble and ever since then i kept asking you and even george have you guys ever wondered where Five Bag Jackpot yeah. is? So I made sure to add, when, add him to my stable to make sure I didn't miss him. Maybe Juan Alleman would have taken him to the mountain or something. You never know. Well, but you have, uh, what is he paid in he's, exactly? He's paid in only to the deuce. Okay, so yeah. I, I can see that's why yeah. they, they took a little bit longer. Yes, so they paid into the deuce, not into the Golden State Million. So Five Bag Jackpot finally returns to the races. And believe me, that 1580 doesn't tell the story of what he can run. Mm -hmm. But... Given him what I up and Adam finally did last time out, I'm going to pick him on top. So, three, two, five for me here in race number seven. I'm going to try and beat up and Adam, All even right. though he ran uh, up to his hype last yes. time. He, he ran a really good race there in 1547. I don't know. It, I'm not going to say he can't improve <laughs> uh, because we we're touting him really yes. highly, yeah. and he finally came through. But I don't know. Maybe he bounces a little last time, and I still think. 
five bar jackpot has every right to improve so i'm going to put him on top look at you had all the problems <laughs> yes. at, at the start stumbled badly shifted in at the 16th pole and still surged late to beat ventura jess who came back and sounds good uh who didn't return to win yet but i mean that's a uh, one of all reds that we were kind of yeah. looking to see later on down the line uh came back on august 13th and worked 12-2 he's only urged one time uh worked perfectly so i think he's uh, ready to go so i'm going two three and then I, I would pick Max my bullets. I usually I'll let him beat me. I don't let me yeah. let him beat me. I don't want to go all inside <laughs> in a two-year-old race. Yes. So I'm going to go to the five. Wrong impression. Uh, kind of has lost its way as of late. But I'm just going to return uh, to that race uh, second time out. Uh, he he got up there to win in 1580, and I think has drawn a little bit better between the four and the six instead of being down there with the one, two, and three. So I think he can be involved in the exotics. Same thing. I think getting off the rail after drawing the rail the last two times against Trials and Six Company is going to help the five here for Paul Jones and uh, Oling, owner Kaling Trip Trap there, uh, who's in partnership with Paul Jones. So I'll go three, two, five. Two, three, five for wow, me. Wow, look at that. We almost pretty much agreed there. Race <laughs> I wish Five Bar Jacob would have been in a race without up and at him. I would have been salivating at 72. <laughs> salivating. At That's 72. why I was wondering who your lock was. I was like, there's no way he could pick Five Bar over up and at him. My, my, my heart was torn. I couldn't pick a lock there. I would be trading. Uh, be, I would feel like a trader there between those two runners. All right, we have arrived to the featured event, the plan overnight handicap, 350 yards for two-year-olds, a field of nine, and look at that. Post number two, cool baby cool trainer, CeCe Diaba, about to set out his first quarter horse. Well, I'm going to go. We've already heard one lock of the night. So I'm going to go to the five KVN little sister here for Paul. You know what the problem is this race? You couldn't watch any replay. No, but you're hyping. We're all falling into the breeding. <laughs> We're all falling into the breeding. That's uh, right. I mean, it, yeah, related to KVN. Half sibling. Related to Big Lou. Half, yeah. I, I mean, these horses, KVN won Ed Burke, PCQHRA. Yeah. Uh, what, a second in the Super Derby, El Primero. I think he was like eight for eight or nine for nine on the Yeah, I mean, he was just a monster at Los Al. And, and he still ran very well at Rio Dosa, yes, which did. is a really good testament to that horse. Then Big Lou uh, made like 600000 He won the Super Derby. And this horse is already three for four. Uh, looks to be a rocket out of the gate. Comes in here, uh, I think, is the best bred horse uh, pretty much. In, in uh, Paul Jones puts his main man, uh, Ramon Sanchez, up. If we haven't seen a work, she's just ready to go. I'm making her the lock of the night. Wow, KBS little sister. You think you'll get three to one? It's a pretty spread out Me field. Me too. I, I, I think so. I think you'll get five to two for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. Even if she gets bed down a little, it's, yeah. it's just going to be minute, I think. I, I like her on top. Let me look at Professor G. Professor G picked her on top as well. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> uh, you know, with uh, all the connections, he's got to pick this horse on top. <laughs> for second, I'll go to the one, J.R. Percy's Blood. Time and time again, we see Monte Rosa enter them in a spot where they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. I had worked 1230 on August 17th to get him ready for this race. She's won three consecutive outings. And of course, yes, she is by apolitical blood. That's why you see the blood there on the blood on on the name. So I'll go five, one, and the seven, making risky moves for Bill Holber, Oscar Andrade Jr., the team of Jesus boy. Uh, very, very good uh, to begin the career. Three for four, just ran second behind uh, J.R. Prissy's blood in that energy downs futurity last time out when missing by a head. And the seven was actually the the, the favorite in that race. So. The seven has definitely had some talent. 
The one definitely has some talent. The five definitely have some talent. You can go a number of different ways here in the plan. I'll go five, one, seven. Well, let me tell you something. All right. You don't need to go a number of different ways because <laughs> I got five, one, seven as well. <laughs> really? I can't think of who Prissy B. Panther uh, has thrown. That's the, the dam of the one, J.R. Prissy's blood. Yeah. But I know she's thrown some runners and is another horse that's very well bred. It's three out of four and just out finished uh, the seven making risky moves. So I think this is a pretty good betting race because you have... Uh, KVN out here at three to one, and you have the one who just beat the seven, who's the morning line favorite. So I think that plays to a good betting race here. And then I'm going to the seven making risky moves, who only lost to the one by a head last time. So a lot of familiar uh, horses facing each other again here, and uh, hopefully we can just get a, another PJ KVN horse. We'll have the uh, uh, Kevin Nielsen yes. uh, chiming in, I'm sure, hoping uh, they can get through here. So. I think uh, it's pretty easy to me, 517. <laughs> Lock of the night for Curtis there <laughs> to end the night. All right, guys, uh, we're ready to go. we got to get uh, to the set. Curtis has got to get the changes, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody.